My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, this is Forgiveness Sunday. This is the Sunday of forgiveness. I am not going to sugarcoat it. I am not going to soften it. I'm not going to let there be any kind of exceptions. It is what it is, exactly as he said it, and it will be so. Do I have your attention? Our gospel today begins at the heels of Jesus teaching his apostles, the Our Father. And he ends with, if you forgive the sins of others, your heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive the sins of others, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. End of homily right there. I don't need to go on any farther. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And yet, it is because of the cross, which is the, the cardinal event, that would change everything and make forgiveness even possible for you and I. This is the month of March. This is the month of my birthday. And at the last day of this month, I am going to hit that mark of 60 years, which means I'm younger than some of you and older than others. And as I've taken time to reflect on my life in these 60 years, I've noticed some things about myself. One of the things I noticed is when I was younger, I would walk into a room and think, what do these people think of me? What do they think of me? But somewhere along the line, as I got older, I would walk into a room and think, what do I think of these people? But over the last years, I've noticed that when I walk into a room, I'm just happy to be there. The time of judgment is over. I'm not concerned about who's trying to be who and who's trying to show themselves to be what or anything like that. I'm just happy to be there. The time of judgment for me is over. I'm free of that. When I was younger, you know me in movies, I liked war movies especially with John Wayne. Enjoyed them very much as a young boy. Then when I got older, it was science fiction. But in these last 15 years, maybe 20 years, it's been stories about forgiveness. Something about the stories of forgiveness is so compelling to me, so gripping. I shared with you a, a short movie based on the short story of J.R. Tolkien, and the movie was called Winter Thaw, about the forgiveness of a father. So compelling. And perhaps that's the whole reason why the Gospels and the whole of the corpus of Scripture is so gripping to me, because it's all about forgiveness. 
It's all about that cardinal event, as I said, when Christ would do what you and I were unable to do. With the fall of the garden, man was unable to say to God, forgive me. Instead, it was blaming somebody. And it wouldn't be until the cross, until the cross, that Christ would say the words on our behalf, forgive them, Father. And now our forgiveness is tied in with His forgiveness. And as we forgive, we are forgiven. We are going to have to deal with forgiveness one way or the other. We need to learn to deal with forgiveness in this life. Because if not, on your deathbed, I assure you, you're going to have to deal with it. From my own experiences in ministry, watching my own mother, reading all the books and the research that has been done, when someone is dying, and the doctors say, oh, maybe, you know, maybe an hour or so, and then they'll be gone, and they go on for two, maybe three days, the reason is they're dealing with an unresolved issue. And most often, it is the issue of needing forgiveness or offering forgiveness. It is that one thing that holds them back, that one thing that causes great agitation. I know in my own life, I know what it's like to need to forgive somebody, but I'm hanging on, I'm not going to give it to them. And all that does is build hatred within my heart. All that does is say, I'm trying to have some sort of control over you. I'm having some kind of revenge by not forgiving you. When the thing is, that person's long gone, forgot about me, doesn't even remember my name, but I'm still living in the misery that I created my, for myself because I could not let go. But once we learn to forgive, and forgiveness does not mean condone the harm done to us. It does not mean that. It means I let go of the hatred. It means I let go of the need for revenge. I let go of the shame. I'm free from that bondage that has drugged me down. Because you know it's interesting if you find yourself having something against somebody and you haven't forgotten, no matter how great the day is, it's just not quite great enough. I can speak from my own experience as a married man. There's a crucible for learning to be forgiven and to offer forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. You have a dispute and it's rough. Most of the time it's my fault, but I refuse to accept it. And you go along the day, and the day is great, but yet inside there's just this gnawing aspect that you know you've got to deal with it. And finally, after a day or two, you can't take it anymore, and you ask for forgiveness, and you're freed from it. And there's a lightness that you cannot explain. 
This is what Christ came to give us, to free us from that bondage, to give us that lightness. That's the beauty of the sacrament of confession. But if we don't do it now, we're going to do it on our deathbed. Because there's no way we're going to get into heaven without dealing with unresolved forgiveness. That has to be dealt with before. Some will say, well, I do have something against someone who's gone before me. It's too late for me now. That's not true either. Because in that point, we go and we, take part, we participate in that sacrament that crosses from a time to eternity. The sacrament of confession. And in that sacrament, we can say, you know, I'm sorry. We can say, please forgive me. I know it was important enough for my mother. She made sure when she was on her deathbed that she, everyone who came to her, she was asking forgiveness. Even if she could not recall what she may have done, she knew she'd done something. Because we're human, we're not perfect. Forgiveness is what Christ came for. Forgiveness is why He went to the cross. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Forgive 70 times, seven times, our Lord says. There must be something about it that we have to deal with, or Jesus wouldn't have given us such a command that there's no wiggle room. If you forgive, you will be forgiven. If you do not forgive, you will not be forgiven. It's at the very core of our Christian faith. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, though, is a process. But the church gives us a mean to work through forgiveness. The church gives us this time of the great fast that we're about in, to enter into tomorrow in the Byzantine calendar. And in that path of forgiveness, we work hand in hand with repentance. As John Chrysostom would say, we, we learn to condemn our own sins and not the sins of others. We don't judge others. We go into deeper prayer, almsgiving, and he would say humility. Those are the paths to repentance. And repentance opens a heart to giving and receiving forgiveness. Remember, forgiveness is just not saying it is not saying, I forgive you, but it's also going to someone say, I've harmed you, please forgive me. That's where humility comes in. Today we will offer an exchange asking for forgiveness from one another. And then we go out into the world and we begin this process of forgiveness with our loved ones, our family, our friends, and those who have gone before us. If you want to find true peace in your life, it's only through forgiveness. It is only through the forgiveness that came about by Christ ascending the cross and saying, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. 
And it is that grace that we participate in in the sacrament of confession. So as we go through these next weeks, we start working through the process of repentance. We learn from the church. We start praying the prayers of finding out how sinful we are and the need for repentance. And that should lead by towards the end of the great fast, each and every one of us desiring to make a good confession and seeking forgiveness of the Father. And we should call to mind that every time we come to the Holy Liturgy to celebrate the divine mysteries, if we have anything against our neighbor, we need to leave our offering and go and seek forgiveness from them first, be reconciled first before coming and making that offering. We must learn the lesson of forgiveness if we are to grow in the Christian faith. We must learn the lesson of forgiveness if we want to be able to fully embrace the life in the heavenly kingdom. We must learn the lesson of forgiveness if you want to grow in the likeness of Christ. There's no other way around it. I won't sugarcoat it. I won't soften it. I won't change it or make it compatible with somebody's own wants and desires. It is what it is. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive trespasses of others, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. But He did not leave us orphaned. He gave us everything we need to fulfill that command. Everything. We lack in nothing of it except our own resolve to do it. And so He gave us the Lord's Prayer and we pray it many times a day. And we must always be remembering those words, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. My brothers and sisters, let us seek forgiveness from one another and all that we know and those we no longer call, can call to mind. Let us be free from the burden and shackles that hold us down because of it. And let us embrace, embrace the lightness that comes from the forgiving love of Christ. Blessed is our God always and always.